Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome back to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson, and the person fixing his hat for those who can see it on the video is Pete Pete, What happened to your hat, dude? I, it like fell apart a little bit. It was a little too tight. I think my head's growing. Uh, yeah, that's always been a problem for you. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going from a seven and a half to a seven and a, what is it? What's the next one? Three fourths, seven and three fourths. Yeah, something like that. That's what some people say. Yeah, I uh, listen, we're a week into the baseball season. We've seen some good games, we've seen some good players. Um, I'm already pretty excited. I, I was at Ward this weekend. I know you stopped by there after you had been up at East Catholic. Uh, Ward is the new number one team in our poll, and with good reason. They are loaded. When you see them in person, you realize the lineup top to bottom is excellent. The starting pitching was excellent. The relief pitching was excellent. Um they don't have a lot of holes on that team. That they're going to have to go run through the FCAC, which is going to always be tough. But um, you know, they took a part of a decent Coggenchog team who's going to do pretty well in the Shoreline Conference this year. And is the defending class as champions, even though they've lost some players, uh, including Colby Pasquarelli, who was at the game. I know you saw him there. Yeah, it was a week of reunions. I think I'd like <laughs> to say. Uh, got to see Colby on Saturday. He's doing really well at St. Thomas More. Uh, going to UConn next season. Um, spoke to Frankie Mazzucato last week, which was awesome. Uh, catching up with him. Uh, it was great. I mean, uh, you know, get, seeing Colby down there, watching them against Ward was pretty cool. Uh, he's pumped. He was telling me some names on Congen Tribe we got to keep an eye out on. But I'll tell you this about Ward. This is very telling. So I got there. It was seven to one um, because I texted you and asked you, hey, is it still a close game? And then you never texted me back. I was locked into the game. Too. Yeah, clearly. I can't be, clearly, I can't be locked in. I, I can't be texting you constantly. <laughs> so I, um, I was able to, to see Ward, and I got a bunch of photos. And you, you text me after the game. You're like, wow, you got a lot of good action photos for the time that you were there. Because I was only there for like three innings. But it was none of the big guys. You know, it wasn't any of Broderick. It wasn't any of Heinzman. It wasn't any of uh, uh, Roman. And I think that speaks volumes about Fairfield Ward that they had got Jack Andrews, Garrett Larson. Like they had these guys who from top to bottom are really, really good and can do a lot of things when the other guys aren't doing something. Now Broderick had a home run earlier uh, before I showed up. Heinzman had a couple of hits, you know, or Roman had a couple of hits. So I, I miss those, but uh, you know, that lineup from top to bottom is scary. And, you know, I, you know, Ward is number one this week. Uh, West Hill was number one the first week and a half of the season. Um, uh, uh, West Hill, I mean. Um, West Hill is still loaded. Uh, you and I were two of the three voters who voted Ward number one at the beginning of the year. Um, so I think, a lot. you know, some people put too much into West Hill's loss to Joel Barlow. Um, you know, speaking of Frankie Mazzucato, you know, he had dozens and dozens of scouts at his games last year. Matt Scott's got dozens of MLB scouts 
uh, at his start against West Hill. And uh, West Hill played really well. I think five or six hits. They hit him hard when they did hit him. Um, I think we're just going to see a rotation at the number one. It's going to rotate between Ward, West Hill, name a team in the FCAC who's going to have a good record. I think we're going to see a rotation at the top uh, for most of this season, depending on when they falter. Look, to go undefeated through the FCAC is going to be very hard, if not impossible this year. Um, so we're, you know, the best team in the state might be number three going into the postseason uh, in the poll because they're going to lose a couple of games in the FCAC. Yeah, and then you have teams like Amity that are going to be near the top of the standings. Hand will be around there. Southington will be around there. Fitch, who is not going to get enough love all year, but I'm, I voted Fitch to my top five. I think they're excellent at yeah, the ECC. Uh, Waterford's good at the ECC, too, who's our number 10 team. Uh, so watch out for a few of those teams. But, I mean, the FCAC teams are going to beat each other up and knock each other out. But right now, they're five of the top six teams in the poll. And I do not ever remember one conference having – that many teams in the top six before ever. Uh, not in baseball. We had it in football with the FCAC this year. Sure. Football. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure if there's a lacrosse poll that, that that's the case, but yeah, um, yeah that's it. You, you know, um, and even in football, that's fairly rare. I mean, you have three or four good ones, but to have five of the top six in baseball and then to have teams like Wilton that are still unbeaten and are just outside the top 10, um, yeah, we we keep talking about how good the league is, and we don't we don't need to drill at home, but it's really, it's really good. good. Yeah. Um, and the, look, the SEC is playing good baseball too. And and you know, does this guarantee that the FCX can win this at Double L State Championship? No, not not Absolutely at all. Not. I mean, there's some really good teams out there. Um, I know you were just checking out Amity. Like you know, Amity's not going anywhere. They still have Mac Burke. They yep. still have some really good pitching. They still yep. have some other hitting. And they still got Sacapola coaching. Like. Yeah, they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be in the mix every year. I think Fairfield Prep is going to be fine in the SEC. Uh, Hand is playing really well. Uh, you know, we'll see what they have only with only two returning players from the team that won a state title last year. But the SEC is always tough. I mean, you'll even look at West Haven with Gianni Gambardella. I mean, when he's on the mound, they might be unbeatable. You know, so, so how far, so far, he's probably been the best pitcher through the first week, through his first two starts. I mean, double digit strikeouts both times, uh, only a few hits allowed each game, totally dominant. Um, you know, it's a long season, so we'll see how that continues. But so far, the returns from him have been he, he's excellent. been he was great last year. Um, I think he was honorable mention all state. I could be wrong for us. Uh, he was all so. area, he was all area for the register. I know I picked him for that. He pitched in the SEC championship game against Fairfield Prep, pitched very well. Uh, this is not a surprise uh, for those who have watched in the SEC. I mean, he's really, really talented. Um, but it's going to be interesting because, you know, how does he line – how do we – how is West Haven going to line him up come postseason? You, you was know an what honorable I mean? mention last year. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, how is he going to line up, uh, you know, with the schedule? Who do they get? You know, like all that kind of yep. factors into of it. But, I mean – West Haven's a good program. Again, they were in the SEC finals last year. Like they're not a bad team. So having, you know, a guy like him makes their life a lot easier. Yeah. And then we've seen some good pitching performances out of like Guilford already this year. And they're, they're popping up all over the place. Um, you know, we're seeing good games out of the shoreline. Uh, there's going to be some other really good teams that pop through. You know, right now it's the, the poll is very double L heavy uh, and, so many really good teams it, there, it but... always is. I mean, it's always double L heavy early. 
Um, and then when we get to the state tournament, you know, things change. Uh, people vote for champions, and it kind of throws a whole wrench in the poll. And you might as well blow it up and throw it out uh, after the regular season. And- well, you know, I, I, but like I, I like St. Paul. I think St. Paul is worthy of, uh, you know, a low top 10 vote. Like um, I've been voting for him. Yeah, and they're out of the NBL. They're they're class S, obviously. But I think if you put them on a field with any of these double L teams that they hold their own, especially with kids like Mario Izzo and Ryan Daniels, I mean, Izzo's already got a few home runs again, by the way. Yeah, he's got – I think he had two in their first game. He had two the other day. Uh, Daniels had had an inside the parker against Ansonia. He had two on Monday um, as well. The thing with the NVL is – it's a fun conference. I love covering the NVL. It's always chaos. Uh, it's a little top heavy. Um, so, you know, we got to see what these teams do uh, the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, when they play Holy Cross, when they play Woodland, um, you know, even Wolkett and Seymour are good programs. Torrington beat Holy Cross yesterday. Torrington, Pat, Pat, Pat Richardson does a great job there. They're always in competition. Watertown, uh, completely forgot about them. Like the NBL tournament's always so much fun. Um, the problem yeah. is they don't really, depending on what division they're in, because they have three divisions within their conference, like they might only see each other once. Um, yeah. So it'll be But that tournament but, is always strong. So those top teams are good. Yeah. I mean, look, last year, St. Paul and Woodland were the one and two in the NBL, and they lost in the first round of the NBL tor- tournament. Woodland went to the M semis, and St. Paul went to the S finals. So the thing yeah. with St. Paul, you know, they can hit, um, you know, but – when they got to the finals last year against Kobe Pascarelli, they couldn't hit and they gave up eight runs. So, you know, but I was there at the end of last week and I got to talk to Izzo, Casey Ceruto and Ryan Daniels. And, you know, they're focused. They have their eyes set on writing, you know, the wrong of losing in the state finals <laughs> last year. So I wouldn't want to get in their way. And coach, you know, Rinaldi, Vic Rinaldi does a great job. Uh, you know, he was at Lewis Mills when I started my career and, you know, he's been at St. Paul since then. Uh, and he does a great job and they're always, they're always competitive. They're always, they got, they got dudes. They got dudes. Um, and then another conference that we don't talk a ton about, but maybe we should start talking about is the SWC. Uh, Brookfield's playing really well out of there already. They've got some, some quality wins. Uh, obviously Barlow's playing well. We're going to meet up with uh, Barlow coach, Matt Griffiths. And their ace pitcher is going to Stanford, Matt Scott. They're coming on the show momentarily. And uh, uh, there's some good baseball being played in the SWC, too. You know, Massick's solid, um, Bethel's solid. So those conferences might get a little bit overlooked, too, because they're, you know, especially that one because it's in the backyard of the FCAC. But there's some really good baseball being played yeah, up there I mean, also. Joe Barlow, and we're going to talk with, with Coach and Matt Scott about this. But, you know, when he's on the mound, they're – when he's on the mound, they're a top three team in the state. Uh, you know, it's just it's the way that that is. It's just can the other guys, you know, when we saw East Catholic last year, when Frank Mazzucato was on the mound, they were the best team in the state. When he wasn't on the mound, they were still a top five team in the state. You know, yeah. they had they were a great team. So are we going to see that from Barlow uh, this year in the games when Matt is not pitching? All right. Without further ado, let's get to our interview with – Barlow coach Matt Griffiths and ace pitcher Matt Scott.
All right, we are joined now by Barlow head coach Matt Griffiths and by their pitcher, Matt Scott. Guys, welcome to High and Tight. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, it's been a fun season for you guys so far. Um, what's the team? Has the team been feeling good overall? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. And it, it's hard to it's hard to believe that we're only three games in. It, it it feels, but but you know, as any Northeast baseball team, you're dealing with uh, wet fields, cancellations, postponements. So mm -hmm. that can tend to make things uh, to to skew the perception a little bit. But um, you know, so so far we're we're you know, given where we are in the season, we're we're happy so far. No, you know, but at the same time, knowing that we have still got a lot of work to do you know, to get where, to where we need to be. Yeah. yeah I mean, th this is New England. This is New England and it's fine. It's, it rained all morning and now it's 60 degrees and sunny out on Tuesday and half the teams in the state had to postpone games. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's one of those things where every team's in the same boat, in same boat, you know, so, so typically the ones that can, you know, that can kind of roll with it and, and handle it or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll typically fare a little bit there. You guys are going to get into your SWC schedule, but you had a, a pretty good preseason schedule, including Waterford, who's always a state title contender, and West Hill, who was obviously a state finalist last year. How important are those games for you before you head into the SWC season, Matt? They're important, uh, you know, and, that, and that's by design, right? We we, um, we think we think we can really make a run this year, but a part of you know you can think that all you want. You know, but I, but I think it's, it's important to kind of challenge the guys right up front. Um, and, you know, number one, to, to prove to ourselves that we're capable of playing it at, at a high level. Um, number two, also to make, make sure that the SWCs don't, don't feel like a, a step up. Um, right. The, the SWC, and I tell people that don't live in, live in Connecticut, um, is, is some of the best high school baseball in, in the nation. Um, so, so it does take a considerable amount of preparation um, to be able to come in and, and, and compete. Um, having the non-conference schedule uh, is, is, is really helpful. Um, and, then, and then from there, picking the right opponents, I think, I think can, can be a service to you or a disservice. Um, so, Matt, Scott, uh, <laughs> what do you learn when you work through a lineup like West Hill that's really good top to bottom? And what do you take away from that as a pitcher? Yeah, I mean, I think same as Coach said, having West Hill being one of the teams that are the best in the state, obviously playing them first, I think definitely sets the tone immediately with the with the team. But also as a pitcher, it's it, it's great knowing that you know we can kind of get over that hump of you know the competition we're playing is really good at the gate, rather than saving that for the end and being a little unsure of you know I don't know if we can beat this team or not. But being able to not we don't even have to beat that team, but just to compete with a team like that. It's definitely a good uh, good first game to get out there. And then also the way you, you attack the batters and stuff, you learn a lot that you can take with you throughout the rest of the season and all your other games. Yeah, I mean, that West Hill lineup is filthy from top to bottom. Uh, I was at that game. Uh, Matt, you know, you not only pitching in front of a really nice crowd at Joel Barlow, you know, your home fans there, West Hill traveled well, but you had about 12 guys behind home plate with radar guns pointing right at your face and you didn't even flinch. I mean, I was nervous. I'm sitting there. I've had like my camera out. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm all excited. And you're just, you know, stern focused. Um, you know, what's that mindset when you obviously look, you got a batter, you got your catcher, you got your umpire. And then there's 12 people, 10 people behind pointing, you know, radar guns at you. What was that mindset heading into that game to, I guess, not even notice them. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I've been very fortunate to kind of have that opportunity throughout the whole summer with all the, the events that I went to and, and the games. Um, so th this wasn't my first time being in front of scouts, which was definitely helpful, you know, facing a team like West Hill with scouts there, with a crowd there. It's, uh, it can get a little overwhelming at times, but kind of breaking it down as simple as possible and just, you know, going back to, you know, the fact that you're playing a game, you know, just you're trying to get somebody out, you're trying to trying to throw a ball. It's it's makes it a lot less overwhelming when when you kind of have that perspective on it. Yeah. And everyone wants to talk about your pitching skills and they are amazing, obviously. Uh, but I saw you hustling around those bases, man. You even you even <laughs> you even took an extra base to score. I, I don't think anyone's giving you enough credit as a base runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, little little things I try to take pride in. So, uh, you know, if I, if I can take an extra base, uh, definitely helps the team overall. And it also, I mean, I don't really think about this, but it helps me too, you know, get an extra run, an extra cushion, extra lead, it, you know. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be great as a pitcher. You score a run, you walk, you don't even have to high-five anyone, just high-five yourself. Way to go, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, coach, obviously Matt pitched well in that game, but your lineup hit some good pitching too. Uh, can you tell us about your lineup and, and what's been working for the batters? Yeah, so that's, you know, that that really is key for us, right? Um, we we know that we know that we can pitch. Um, and you know, and, and we talked about it, you know, all throughout the, the post, you know, the off season is, is that, you know, the, the thing that's probably going to be most critical, critical to our success day in and day out is, is our, is our offense. Um, and it, it is so, it, and it's critical for any good team, uh, but, but most especially for us, if, if we can go out and score first um, and, and keep pressure on, on other teams defenses throughout um, we, we give our chance or, you know, the good pitchers that we do have some breathing room, um, in, in, in a chance to, you know, to work where we're not always in, in panic mode. Uh, so, you know, so far the signs are good, you know, we haven't been, we haven't been perfect yet. Um, but, um, but there's, you know, we're seeing some good things so far and we just need to keep building on that, um, and, and make all of our, all of our lives e easier, including our, our pitchers that are, they're already doing such a good job. I assume it helps having seven seniors too that have been around there and, and know know what know what's going on a little bit too, right? Yeah, this is probably one of the older teams I've had, you know, at Barlow, um, and and that experience is, um, you know, you know, and credit to the guys. Um, all of these guys are, you know, it's not just about the spring; they're going off in the summers and the falls and getting a whole nother season of at bats um, against high level pitching, right? Um, and, and, and all the work that was put in the off season, um, as, um, it, that's what it's all about. You know, you can't just pick up a bat, you know, day one in, in the spring and think you're going to go and, and hit SWC pitching. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, as I said, we're seeing, we're seeing some good signs early and we just need to, we need to keep going. You know, there, the, there's a legacy at Barlow, uh, obviously, you know, everyone knows Charlie Morton pitched there. Uh, it's carved out a pretty nice baseball career for him. And of course, the late great meatloaf coach softball at Joe Barlow, rest in peace, the great meatloaf. Um, but, you know, Matt, this is a program where, you know, maybe not as much success as wanted, you know, in the postseason in recent years. Uh, what's the team's goal, you know, to kind of make some noise here? You guys are in class M this year and, you know, you look at class M it's wide open. There are 12 different teams that I looked at who can win a state title in that conference. And it might be a team that I'm not even thinking about. I, th I think any, I think any, any coach of any team would tell you that their goal is a state title. Um, we actually believe, believe it. Um, and, but, but I think, I, you know, one of the things we talk about is not focusing on that. Um, 
given that you know, that is our eventual goal and nothing short of that. But but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, right? You know, we have a game tomorrow. Right now, our focus is on is on tomorrow. Um, it's so important in baseball to to win all the small battles um, and and focus on the road there. You know, versus versus the eventuality of that, because um, it's not reality yet. You know, right now we have to take care of what's what's in front of us. If we're in a game, that's we have to win every pitch. We got to win every inning. Um, and, and those are the things, the better we get at that, you know, the team that wins more of those small battles, you know, are, are, are going to be the teams that have more W's. Um, and that has to happen first. You know, we have to first put ourselves in a position, um, you know, to, to, to be able to win, win a tournament like that when, when there's so, so many unknowns, right. So many different things can happen, but, um, it's a lot easier when you just kind of focus on what's in front of you and, and focus on the battle we're in. And, and for us right now, that's, that's tomorrow's game. Do you guys listen to meatloaf before the game? Is it in the pre, is it in the pregame? No, there's no way. Come on. It's meatloaf. <laughs> you know, it's something where you have to consider, uh, you know, especially, uh, yeah, especially in tribute now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Matt, you, you said you, you've been in front of the radar guns before. So I assume over the summer you're, you're playing AAU circuits or whatever, and probably going to some showcases too. How do you manage your workload in the off season so that when you hit the season, you're feeling fresh and, and ready to roll? Yeah. Um, after the, after the summer going into the spring, um, I, I shut down from throwing for, uh, this actually, this off season was the longest I've shut down. I shut down for about three months, um, because of my workload throwing wise in the summer. Um, and I, I just break it down to trying to get my body in the best shape I can, you know, come day one. So it's basically just a lot of lifting six days a week with upper body, lower body days, cardio days. Um, and then once I start throwing again, I really have to make sure that I, you know, once again, break it down to ground zero because I can't go back out there and start, you know, throwing the ball hundred percent. I really, I take a few weeks to work myself back up to being able to throw long toss and then flat grounds and then bullpens to really build up for the season. And then as my bullpens progress, more pitches in each pen. So I'm able to, you know, I think my scrimmage, I threw about 50 pitches and then game one, I threw about 70 something, 80 something pitches. And then yesterday I threw a little more. So now I feel like I'm endurance wise, I'm, I'm back up there. So it, it's basically just a progression from, from zero throws to whatever, a hundred throws or something like that in bullpens. And when you're in the winter, are you doing weighted ball stuff? Are you doing that plyo stuff? Like, what, what are you doing nowadays? Like what, what's your method? So it's, it's, it's just lifting really, um, weighted balls wise. I do those not to really gain arm strength, but really just to get my rotator cuff and my elbow loose. Um, I, I, I use them just to really, I don't know, get, get every little part of my body and uh, my arm loose, kind of tie them in with mechanics. I don't go out there and long toss with, you know, a two pound ball or anything like that. <laughs> I, I, I use them just to, just to get loose really. Coach, I mean, how have you seen? Yeah, what, what were you say, Coach? I just just to add to that, I I think you know one of the things that's special about Matt, you know, and Pete used it earlier beyond the fact you know how hard he can throw a fastball, you know, and whatnot. He is a creature of habit. With uh, you know his he sticks. He has his routine. He knows what he's doing, and he sticks to that routine no matter what. Um, and I think that um, that leads into his poise on the mound. Yeah, you know, he's he's in control of everything he's doing, um, including the day before he pitches the day after. And, you know, for any pitcher at a high level, that routine is 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 so is so critical. Um, and, I, you know, I've never seen anybody as 
you know, as good at that part of the game as, as Matt. Matt, have you, like you've played on, on a lot of these travel teams, I'm sure you've played with guys who have played at high level colleges in front of scouts, been drafted. Have you spoken to any of them maybe for some tips or just, you know, kind of maybe what to expect Because I remember talking to, you know, Martin Fiore and Frank Mazzucato last year, and a lot of it was new, you know, they had to like move their windscreens down to accommodate and, you know, all this stuff is just kind of so new. So have you, have you, you know, picked any brains on, on kind of what to expect? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate because uh, when I was younger, I played, a, I played up on some teams. Um, so I'm able to play with guys that are, you know, juniors in college now that are draft eligible. Um, also guys that are in professional baseball right now, like Steve Paolini, um, Aaron Sabato, guys like that. So uh, I, I've been very fortunate to kind of learn from them and pick their brains about, you know, kind of going through this whole process. Um, even I, I was able to pick their brains even when I was, you know, 12 years old, starting to get on the big field, you know, like, what, like, what do I do? How do I prepare for that? So it's, it's, you know, definitely give them credit. They've helped me a ton. Steve, Steve Paolini, one of the best moments ever. This was when the draft was in early June. He gets drafted during the right before the state baseball semifinals. Uh, then like three days later, he's in the state finals. All the fans are chanting overrated over goes oppo right over the scoreboard at Palmer Field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quite did the Wolkett fans real quick. <laughs> um, so, you know, you you were on varsity as a freshman. Um, what was you know, you kind of, when you came into high school baseball, you had already committed to Stanford. And uh, what has that kind of journey been for you uh, committing so early? You know, what is, I was at a game last year and everyone starts whispering in the dugout. Oh my God, it's, it's the kid who's going to Stanford. You know, you were like this like myth, right? Around the league before you got to see everybody. But what has that journey been for you? Uh, what has that journey been like for, for you from when you've committed to now, you know, you're in your senior year? Yeah, I think I think it was interesting, um, especially, you know, having lost my sophomore year due to COVID. Um, but freshman year, especially, I was kind of coming in on short relief. Uh, I was starting some games, coming in to close some games. So it was a little different. Uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to get the, the, the ball in our first SWC quarterfinal, like in the last two decades or something like that. We ended up beating Newtown, uh, one of the best teams in the state at the time. But it, it, it was interesting because, uh, you know, I had never seen any of these players before because I've, I've never played against them in, in town ball or anything like that. So it was, it was totally new to me in that whole aspect. And then, you know, we didn't have a season sophomore year. And then last year was the first time that I was really on a schedule, you know, throwing once a week, starting, going the distance. And uh, that was that was really fun. It was also new because it was, uh, you know, people were kind of expecting you to start every I think last year I threw every Monday. So um you know, they were showing up to the field knowing who was going to throw. And that was a lot. That was that was really interesting. Um, also, it was good to kind of get into that routine, like Coach was saying. So, And, and you're still on the Monday routine, right? You, uh, you threw yesterday? I threw yesterday, yeah. Uh, Monday routine so far this year. I think I'm throwing a few Wednesdays in there, uh, depending on the schedule, but most, mostly Mondays. We don't want to give it all away. Though. Yeah, we don't want to give it all away, but we should get like <laughs> yeah. the hashtag, yeah. the hashtag uh, Matt Scott watch on Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> uh, what's it been like this year having your your younger brother on the team with you? Yeah, no, it's it's been fun so far. I mean, we're only th- we should be five games in or six games, in, or we've only we're only three games into it. But uh, no, it's fun, especially with him at shortstop. Uh, knowing every every time there's a man on first, you know, that knowing that I got him on a double play, stuff like that. It's, he's also such an elite athlete that uh, you know any ball in the hole, I know 
he's either you know going to make the play or he's at least going to stop it from getting to the outfield. Hey, coach, when you have someone that's so committed to their process and their work ethic, does that trickle down to the rest of the kids? Oh, in a, in a big way, right? And and uh, w- one thing about having Matt and 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 our other cap, you know, leaders and captains are are, are really good with this too. But um, you know, those players that actually you know make the players around them better, um, I you know, obviously is 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 a huge asset to, to any team, um, and and we really really have that in spades this year you know obviously we're in a unique situation where sometimes we have as many scouts as parents at games right um that puts a lot of pressure on matt but it also puts a lot of pressure on on the guys behind him right right and um matt's a pro he's been doing this as he said for a couple years now um but but not all the players have um and, and and i give them credit too um, you know, cause that's not easy and, and they've been a great job, you know, and we just call it staying within yourself, right. Not, not trying to do too much, not do it, you know, and, um, but, you know, as a pitcher, uh, the team is going to feed off of your energy in, in game and, you know, the, Matt, you know, his ability to stay composed, um, and all of our pitchers have done well with this in, in part from watching him, um, but when you see a pitcher composed on the mound, it everybody breathes a sigh of relief. Body language is, is you know, so all of those guys on defense in the dugout are going to feed off of that pitcher who's got the ball. Um, so so it's huge. So so that you know that type of attitude will will continue to feed us, um, and it and it has to you know for us to keep keep doing what we want to do. Yeah, I'll I'll, right, I'll, I'll just what? be the nervous one in the stands. I always get nervous <laughs> at games. I'm always like looking. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, all right, but we'll let you go real quick. Lightning round first. So, um, if we're up in Reading, you guys are from Reading or Easton? We're, we're... I'm from Reading. Reading, okay. Uh, so we're up oh. in Reading. Uh, pre-game or post-game? Where are we going to eat? Well, there's there's only one. <laughs> so, there's not a lot. I know there's not a lot. Here's what else. Here's what I'll yeah. say. If you're looking for a good sit-down dinner, go to the yeah. Reddit Roadhouse. Reddit yeah. Roadhouse. I know that place. Yeah. Okay. What about like, is there like a deli in town? Sandwiches? Like right across from Barlow. Yeah. That, oh, that's right across from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Uncle Leo's and got a couple of glazed donuts and they were pretty bomb. Like actual yeah. legit donuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little yeah, that's a little further from the school. Right across from yeah. the school is the Reading Ridge. Um, Uncle Leo's. I, I I think I've been there once or twice. You, look, you're go, you're going to play college baseball. You shouldn't be eating donuts. Me, this body, this I I'm allowed to eat donuts. Hey, it's never too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I got to grow like about six inches, and then maybe. Yeah, that's all right. You're good enough at what you do. You don't need to. Do. Uh, Matt, what what what's in your headphones pregame? Are you listening to music? Are you doing anything like that? Before game, no. I don't, no. I don't listen to music or anything like that. I try to you know stay loose, talk to my teammates, kind of have fun, and then once I once it's time to go out and start stretching, that's when I that's when I lock in. How about post game? Post back of the bus on a wind. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, if it's a long bus ride, I'll put in my headphones. Uh, I'm a big country music guy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice. Oh well, listen, guys, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on after practice. Uh, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season, and uh, I know Pete's already seen you, so I'm, I'm going to get up there and, and see you guys too soon. I awesome. think I think yeah. the next time I'm going to go though. I think I'm going to make a deal with Uncle Leo. All right. For every strikeout Matt has, I will eat a donut.
Yeah, that's tell a dangerous. That, that is a right dangerous place. proposition. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you'll be more than a dozen. We'll have an EMT. We'll have an EMT on site. Have to wheel me home. All right. Well, listen, guys. We really appreciate you being here, uh, and best of luck the rest of the year. Thank Thanks you. so much, guys. Thank Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Uh, we are back on high and tight. Uh, always fun catching up with players. I like that we're talking to players and coaches. Like, yeah, we got to give you know, look, the coaches are great and they are, and they bring a lot to the table. It's really good getting to talk to the kids. Uh, you know, because usually when we talk to them, it's like after a game, win or lose, and or if we go down to the practice and kind of hang out with them for a little bit. But it's nice to, uh, to get to talk to them and like have a kind of an open conversation, which makes it a good time. It does. Um, hey, there's a lot of good baseball to be seen this weekend. Um, check out the schedules. Uh, check out the games to watch that we put up on Game Time CT. Um, there's a lot of stuff Thursday. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do st- the Staples game on Thursday. Uh, Grant just playing Southington over the weekend. Uh, go check out games to watch. Uh, and then included in that is our top performers, by the way. So you can see who had a good week last week. Um, hey. Johnny from West Haven is in there. I'll, I'll give you a little clue on that. <laughs> As is Mr. Izzo from St. Paul. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, we put out a lot of content on, on Mondays and Tuesdays for the baseball. So always go on to Game Time CT and check all that stuff out. Uh, we want to thank Coach Matt Griffiths for joining us and Matt Scott uh, for joining us. For Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on High and Tight. Love you all. Well.